Welcome to the Week 13 Podcast, here to discuss the triumphs, trials, and fibrillations of nursing that somehow keep us coming back for more. My name's Courtney. I'm a 25-year-old novice nurse who decided to dive headfirst into my nursing career. Most days, I still don't know what I'm doing. Thankfully, I have a variety of expert colleagues and endless resources to help me get by. In the podcast, I'll talk about the complexities of travel nursing, sharing knowledge, lessons, and expertise for us all to implement in our day-to-day nursing careers. Let's collaborate. Hey friends! Woo! It has been a while since I have recorded. For you as listeners, it seems like it was just last week, but it's actually been about four months. So let me fill you in on where I've been. This episode will be a highlight of pretty much all that has gone wrong since I last recorded, and it's a pretty good laugh, (laughs) especially because it wasn't happening to you. So, enjoy. Let's start with the good old car troubles. Everyone hates car troubles, am I right? I actually knew I had car troubles before we even left for my first assignment in Pennsylvania. Back in March of 2021, obviously, I started to hear a rattling noise that sounded like it was coming from underneath my car, but I only heard it when I would accelerate or when I first turned the car on and the weather was really hot or really cold. My car also had a recall, so when I took it in for the recall, I said, hey, can you also check for this noise? And the guy said, It seems like it's the heat shield vibrating against something, so it's not anything that needs to be fixed right now, but obviously if it gets worse or you start hearing it more frequently, bring it on back. So we went about our lives, drove out to Pennsylvania. Obviously while we were in Pennsylvania, I needed an oil change. So I took it in for the oil change and said, I have a whistling noise, can you fix that? And I also have this rattling noise, can you fix that? The whistling noise was like a $500 fix, and that completely resolved. And they also told me, yeah, we fixed the rattling. I can't remember what they said it was or what they did, but all of that is irrelevant because the noise was gone for about one day before it came back. And after it came back, it only worsened for the entire time that we were living in Pennsylvania. After my assignment, I was done mid-October. My parents were out visiting the last weekend we were there, and my sister lives in Baltimore, so we also went there to stay with her for a few days before driving back home to Wisconsin in between my assignment in Pennsylvania and my assignment in Arizona. So we drove 13 hours home. We got home on a Wednesday morning, and first thing I did was call and schedule an appointment to have the noise looked at by a place that I trusted because I have been going there since I started driving. My dad went there and then I just went there because don't you trust your dad? Like, I trust my dad. And if my dad trusts somebody, I'm going to trust somebody. So don't do anything sketchy, dad, because I'm probably going to follow right along. (laughs) Anyways, I made an appointment to have my car looked at the following Monday. That was as soon as they could get me in. And I was thinking, if anything needs to be fixed, they'll have the whole week to do it. Like, I'm home for a week, and Steven's car is here, so if they need to keep it, they can have it for the whole week. Took it in. No noise. There was no noise. 
they heard nothing. My car drove perfectly for them. So after six plus months of me dealing with this noise, my car decided that on the day that I take it to somebody who I trust to fix it, or at least diagnose it, it's not going to make the noise. And that costed me $116. I was not very happy, not necessarily with them, but with the fact that my car didn't make a noise and it needed to be fixed before I drove it back across the country. So I told them, look, I'm home for five more days. If I hear the noise again, I'm bringing it back in. The guy's like, sounds good. We'll have somebody ride with you. Tuesday morning, I wake up. I'm on my way to the dentist because obviously I have back-to-back-to-back appointments scheduled all week long because when you're only home for one week every, I don't know, three, six, nine months, you kind of have to book them all in a row. So I'm on my way to the dentist. Sure enough, the noise is back. And obviously I couldn't just turn around and head to the auto shop right away because I couldn't cancel my dentist appointment because I was leaving at the end of the week for another three plus month long assignment and had no idea when I was gonna be back. And you guessed it, when I left the dentist, no noise. So I met a friend for lunch and when she pulled up, She was driving a loaner vehicle, and she told me her car had been in the shop for weeks getting a new engine because hers died out of nowhere. And at that point, I was actually kind of relieved and thought, wow, (laughs) my car situation could be a lot worse than it is, so I should be grateful. And on the way back home, aka to grandma's house because I didn't have a home, I very faintly heard the noise. So I called the auto shop and I said, hey, I'm coming in. Hopefully somebody is available to ride with me. And, you know, they were really great about the whole thing. One of the mechanics was ready for me when I got there. He rode along with me so I could point out the noise to him. And after about 20 minutes, which is a long time to be driving up and down a back road in silence with a stranger, by the way, he finally heard the noise. And then at one point when I was turning around and had the wheel cranked all the way to the left, my oil light went on and he looked at me and says, how long has that been going on for? And I was like, since right now, it's never done that before. So I told him, you know, I need an oil change in about 800 miles and I'm driving to Arizona this weekend. So I'll just book an oil change for this week and you can look at the noise wherever you think it's coming from at the same time. And of course, With everything still being backed up, the earliest they could get me in was Friday, the day before we were supposed to leave. So I took it up there right away in the morning, and after not even having it for two hours, I get a call from the service guy. He told me, so we drained your oil, and it was thick, dark, dark black, and it was low. And we couldn't find a leak, so it appears that your engine is burning oil faster than it should be, which suggests that you may need a new engine. I was speechless, shocked, panicked, terrified, all of it. He said he called the Kia dealership I got my car from, and a new engine would be covered under the warranty. I'm not going to get into all the warranty stuff and how it's covered because regardless, I was supposed to be leaving in less than 18 hours and needed a new engine. Mind you, Stephen had just sold his car 
three days prior to this. So I went and picked up my car. I called Kia and they said if I could have it towed there right away, they could put a new engine in it by Tuesday. But that didn't work for me. Number one, because it still drove and didn't need to be towed. And number two, because I had to be at work in Arizona on Tuesday. So I weighed my options. I could call my recruiter and see if I can start late, but that kind of looks bad. I could buy a plane ticket, rent a car, and start on Tuesday while Steven stays back and takes care of our car, or we could get in the car and start driving to Arizona. The one thing that I couldn't get over was that with this noise, we have made it to Pennsylvania and back, drove around very hilly Pennsylvania for three months, been on a road trip in Pennsylvania, and it's been going on for months before we even left, and it hasn't broken down yet. So we very bravely packed up the car and left grandma's within three hours of getting this call that I needed a new engine. And no, I did not tell my mom and dad or Steven's mom and dad or anyone besides my grandma who swore up and down not to tell anybody until we safely made it to Arizona. It took us three days to get here. We took our time to make sure that we gave Betty much needed breaks and first thing Monday morning, I walked into the local Kia dealership with seven months worth of papers in my hands and continued to try to get this issue fixed. They were completely booked and told me the only way they could look at it is if I can leave it there. And that wasn't an issue, but the dealership doesn't provide loaners. So I had to coordinate leaving my car there with when a vehicle from the Enterprise, 25 minutes away, would have a car available for me to use in the meantime. Now remember, I was supposed to work the next day. Eventually, after driving in what seemed like circles for eight hours, I got a loaner vehicle and dropped my car off at Kia. The next day while I was at work, the guy tried to call me with an update and I work in healthcare so I couldn't answer. When I tried to return his call, he didn't answer. So I left a message with the receptionist requesting that he either email me or text me the diagnosis because I also worked the following day, which was Wednesday. That night, I got a text saying that I had significant carbon buildup in my combustion chamber, intake valves, and fuel injectors, and that he recommended a cleaning at a whopping $1,200. Now, don't get me wrong, I was relieved that I didn't need a new engine, but $1,200? Also, it's considered normal wear and tear, so it's not covered under any warranty. In disclaimer, they recommend an engine flush every 30,000 miles for GDI engines, if you didn't know. So, check your mileage, people. And your engines, I guess. So, I took the night to think about it and talk it over with Steven and plan to call the guy back at my lunch break on Wednesday. Wednesday morning, I woke up with a missed call from the service manager at the Kia back home asking if I was ever going to bring my car in for a new engine. I explained to them that I was now in Arizona and had taken my car to a local Kia dealership and they told me X, Y, and Z, to which he responded that I was pretty much getting taken advantage of because their location offered that same cleaning at $170. We talked about everything that was going on with my car and the diagnosis that I got, and he told me, look, if your engine's going to fail, 
it's going to fail. But you're going to be able to get off of the road safely. It's not just going to shut down. And he told me that he couldn't give me an estimate of when or even if this was going to happen, but he said when and if it does happen, Kia will replace the engine for free. Again, this is all under some warranty that they have because they clearly have an engine problem. And yes, my friend whose engine needed replacing back home was also a Kia. If you learned anything from this, it's not to buy a Kia. I talked to him for a little while longer and I said, I honestly don't care if my engine fails, but am I going to blow up? Because carbon buildup in a combustion chamber and fuel injectors sounds like a pretty explosive problem to me. <laughs> like, I don't know how much more explosive you can get. Anyways, he was so upset that the Kia down here in Arizona tried to take advantage of me that he actually called their service department to pretty much defend me and figure out if what they were planning on doing with my car was actually worth $1,200. And it wasn't. They just got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Ultimately, I decided to forego any other service with this Kia dealership down here in Arizona and deal with engine failing when and if the engine fails because I was over trying to get it fixed. As we're driving home, Stephen pointed out a mom pop auto shop and jokingly said, well, should we stop there and see what they say? <laughs> I don't think he expected me to say yes. So we whipped around and I told Dale, the head mechanic, my whole life story. Well, I guess Betty's life story. For which he told me not to pay that much for an engine cleaning ever, but to get a $28 can of BG44K, which I will highly recommend, and run it through my gas tank, run a few tanks of premium fuel through my gas tank, and then repeat the process. And guess what? The noise is gone. What a freaking relief. But <laughs> it doesn't stop there, friends. Three days later, we woke up from a nap and Stephen said that he smelt gas. I all but told him he was crazy. Okay, maybe I did tell him he was crazy, but I was just so done with things going wrong. There were some work things that were also not going as planned the first week, so that was also kind of really frustrating me, but I'll save that for a different episode. It took a lot of convincing for Steven to finally get me to agree to leave the house and go to the fire department, only to find out that in order to have them come and check it out, we had to call 911. So we called 911 and drove back to the house, parked at the bottom of the driveway, which is about a quarter mile, and waited for them to assess how bad and where the leak was coming from. They were able to determine that it was coming from the laundry room and were suspicious that it was coming from somewhere near where the gas line connects to the water heater. So they shut it off and told us to call the gas company. We called the landlord to tell her what was going on and she decided to switch companies. It took about a week for the new gas company to get to the house and bring a new tank. And when the guy came in, he was anything but personable. He was someone who knew how to do his job, but not how to explain things to someone who doesn't know how to do his job. So I had to leave to go to work, and I left Stephen to deal with him. 
He told us that the old gas tank said the gauge was reading 8%, but that there was a chance the gauge could have been faulty due to weather and how long it's been there, but it was definitely under 10% and shouldn't be under 20%. So after he installed the new tank, he came in to test if there was still a leak. He didn't smell one, but Stephen did. So the gas guy went back to his truck to get some tool to test if there was gas in the air, and sure enough, there was still a leak. And what do you know, we need a plumber to fix it. Just another, I'm going to push this off to the next guy. At least that's what it seemed like. So we called the landlord again, told her we needed a plumber, explained to her why we needed a plumber. It seemed like the gas leak was coming from where the hot water heater connects to the gas line or where the gas line connects to the hot water heater, whichever way you want to look at it. So the plumber came a couple days later, said, I know exactly where the leak is coming from. I know what we need to do to fix it, but I don't have the part. So he spent 25 minutes on the phone outside trying to figure out how to overnight the part. The part was overnighted, but didn't come until eight or nine days later. Then the guy didn't come until a week later to put in the part. (laughs) And so we went for three weeks without gas, hot water, a stove. So we couldn't cook, we couldn't bake, we couldn't anything. We couldn't shower. It was cold in the mornings here. Stephen has a space heater in the office where he works, but, you know, everywhere else was kind of cold throughout the day. So we're in the mountains of Arizona. We're not like down in the desert. So anyways, I had been showering at work and Stephen, poor guy, was boiling hot water on an electric kettle so that he could shower or I guess sponge bath (laughs) and then rinse off with cold water. It was just not the best start in Arizona. Between car issues and the gas leak and stuff at work, I was taking care of super, super, super sick COVID patients at the time, like the sickest that I've seen since the beginning of the pandemic, and I just felt so dirty after a shift. All I wanted to do was shower. So to not be able to go home and do that in the comfort of my own home and do it behind two curtains in a public locker room at a new hospital was just plain awkward. So anyways, you know, people are like, you need a talk to the landlord about getting a discount. You need to tell the landlord this and tell the landlord that, and this is an Arizona state law and whatever. But the thing that people don't understand is that when you have literally no other place to go, you're kind of stuck. You know, you walk on eggshells, you take stuff as it comes and you just kind of deal with it. And unfortunately, like that's one of the cons of travel nursing is just having to deal with things. But it really did open our eyes and help us be really grateful for the things that we do have. And the fact that we were still able to eat and we didn't go without food. We could buy food that we didn't have to cook. We could eat out. We had water and soap to wash with, but not hot water. I had hot water after I was working with COVID patients at work. You know, there were benefits to things and I had to go outside of my comfort zone to deal with some things and we made it. We're alive. We're well. Neither one of us got sick. I mean, since being out here, we've both dealt with a little bit of elevation sickness and allergies and stuff like that. But otherwise, like, 
really no complaints here. You know, we're learning, we're enjoying the time together, working through these obstacles, and it really has brought us closer together. So I hope that you enjoyed my series of unfortunate events, and I hope that the last four months of the year went well for you and that the new year has started off well. It is the beginning of January right now while I'm recording this, and we leave Arizona to go to my next assignment at the end of January slash beginning of February. So stay tuned to see where we're going. I cannot wait to take you all on these adventures with me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Week 13 Podcast. This podcast is intended to be a guide and a source of encouragement to existing and future travel nurses to learn from my experiences since the beginning of my travel nurse career. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, review, or share with a friend. Have an awesome week.